This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual with Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. I feel like I mixed up my prepositions there, but whatever. Uh, this week we're talking about how the Grinch stole Christmas. How Wasn't did he easy. steal Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> Alex, I put my point of my finger up because there's an exclamation point after it. Ah, I see. There you go. <laughs> and this one. This movie came out, or this... <laughs> Christmas TV special came out in 1966 based off the Dr. Seuss book uh, directed by Chuck Jones co-director Ben Washam uh, written like I said based on the book by Dr. Seuss Irv Spector added additional story whatever that means I guess it's hard to turn a 12 page book with no words into a show I guess it's got a lot of words (laughs) it's a Dr. Seuss book man (laughs) it's got a lot of words most of them made up yeah. Um, see, we'll talk about this. Uh, I'm not a Dr. Seuss person. Uh, directed, or sorry, narrating and the Grinch, Boris Karloff, and other people. I mean, when you think of children's cartoons. Think of Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. Boris Karloff's the first name that comes to mind. A little, a little mm-hmm. bit of trivia. Dr. Seuss was against uh, the, or Seuss anyway, was was against having Karloff get Boris Karloff cast at first, anyway. Yeah. Hmm, do you think it was because that, yeah, he didn't want to scare kids? I think that was basically it. He would, he would be too, like, yeah, too serious, too intense. Hmm. Yeah, boy, was he wrong. Yep, yeah, it definitely worked out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, well, obviously, none of us were alive when this came out, but what's your guys' history with this? Alex, why you go first? I believe I want to say that I saw this in school first, you know, for one of those free days, like right before winter vacation and everything. And the teacher's like, all right, let's just, you know, bring cookies from home and we'll watch a movie. And I think this was one of them. And then I, I just immediately fell over like I was floored. And because I as a I kid, a I was, yeah, I know because <laughs> uh, I was a huge fan of, you know, Tom and Jerry cartoons and Bugs Bunny cartoons and and I recognize I might have been the only kid there that recognized Chuck Jones's name on the credits. Yeah, I was surprised to see that when I watched this right now because I, well, I guess I'll go next then. I have no history with this show. I I don't know why I don't like my mom would sit me down in front of the TV to watch Rudolph and Frosty and mm-hmm. all those. I this one. I've seen it once before, and I was much older. I may have been a teenager, or it might have been after I moved out, and people talked about it, and I wanted to watch it. But yeah, I have no history with this. So, But now, this is probably the second time I've watched it, and now I saw Chuck Jones. I was like, oh, that's cool. But, yeah. And then Boris Karloff, too. I had no idea he was his name until this time. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, no history with this. So watching this as a middle-aged man for the first, <laughs> second time, eh, it doesn't quite hold up. But <laughs> what? And I wasn't a Dr. Seuss kid. Like I didn't. I had like one book when I was a kid. You know, hop on Pop. It's the only one I remember. <laughs> it's so sad how they hopped on Pop. 
So yeah, it just is not in my wheelhouse of like I there's no nostalgia for me and I didn't yeah, just a bunch of weird words and yeah. So, anyway, that's my history. Scott. Hmm. Uh so a lot like with Charlie Brown Christmas uh th- this was just one of those things that was always around when I was a kid, right? I I it was when we were kids this was a it, it aired once and that was it over the Christmas season probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but I do remember seeing it multiple times. Uh, as, as you guys mentioned, I was surprised uh, about the Horace Karloff thing. I definitely wouldn't put two and two together there as a kid. Uh, haven't watched it all the way through in a very long time. And w- yeah, I was also surprised about the Chuck Jones stuff. All right, well, let's get mm-hmm. into it. We're each going to talk about seven items from the movie. Uh, Alex, what's your number seven? My number seven is is as I get older, I am relating more and more to the Grinch. So when that poor bastard, he's talking about the thing that he hates the noise, which is the noise, 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 and the cacophony that they show with all these who's and others crazy contraptions going around their house. It's like, yeah, I would fucking hate that too. Like, seriously. Oh my gosh, that was the worst. Yeah, a lot of those instruments just seem to make noise, not not (laughs) like... Not any kind of musical... <laughs> exactly. Yeah, everything just made a noise that hitting the, the bocce balls into the fucking big tube, like slippery slide tube or whatever. Like, uh, what? <laughs> Who, Bill? You gotta get your shit together, man. That's it, the noise. <laughs> Number seven. <laughs> All right. So, I'm gonna have more questions than actual statements here because I don't know anything about... Dr. Seuss land. Is Whoville only in this? Or is a Whoville a Dr. Seuss thing that's like carried over and all the Who's? The <laughs> I don't who's think it's like thing. a Who. Yeah, the Who's are a who, thing, a who's who. I don't think it's like a shared <laughs> Who universe. Yeah, it's a Who's, it's a who's Who of Who's. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think the Who's are a thing. Um, Whoville, I want to say, is just for this one. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I don't. I haven't read the Lorax. So I don't know what they call that town. Yeah, I don't know. And Horton, Horton hears a who. Right. Uh, I don't know if that's Whoville also or something else, but. Okay. Oh, the number. my next question will be my next number six. So anyway, Scott, what's your number seven? Okay. Uh, my number seven is just kind of like what Alex was talking about, the toy montage. Uh, just how ridiculous all all these toys are. Um, a lot of them are just there to be obnoxious, uh, but this is this is what Doctor Seuss was all about, uh, making up words. And and I, I do not remember the book at all, so I don't know how much of this stuff actually um, gets pictured, at least as elaborately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously the the words are there for this stuff, so the animators uh, had to come up with like, all right, what what's this going to look like in motion? Uh, and I think they they did a good job of that. Yeah, yeah just a, a montage of all these made up words and what the toys were. Um, you know, uh, credit goes to, to Seuss originally, but the the animators here uh, for for making the, these ridiculous contraptions of of, of toys uh, as the the Grinch is running down all the, the different stuff he hates about uh, what they're going to open up on Christmas Day. Yeah. All right, Alex, mm-hmm. number six. My number six is specifically 
that one shot where you see the Grinch just slithering on the ground around all the presents and all the and the trees and everything <laughs> around the houses. I think it's like a clip in the in the montage. It, it, that shot specifically just stands out in my mind. It was so well done. Oh, I love it. It perfectly like slithering through a snake in the house, just devouring everything. Fantastic. Yeah, it's definitely a different order of magnitude on the the the. I don't want to say skill necessarily, but the quality of animation here between what this and the Charlie Brown Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chuck Jones, you get the best. Yeah. All right, my number six is another question. If the Who's are a thing, <laughs> who will is Grinch also a Who, or is he his own his own race? Is he like the? The Mogwai of I don't know. I think he's just he's just the Grinch. I know he's there's, the there's a Grinch, and he happens to live above Whoville. Yeah, but did he not... eat after midnight or something, or what? Why is he different? <laughs> I think he's just because he's cranky. I mean, what point he talks about having to put up with this for like fifty plus years? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's just like this uh, a green abominable snowman. I, I yeah, I don't know. So, got no answer for you, Jeff. Yeah, hmm. the thing is that in in the cartoon and in you know the subsequent movies and everything, he's green. But in the book, he's actually he has no color. He's just like a, a black and white drawing. But he does look his facial features and everything is, do look distinctly distinctively different than a who. Right. So I don't know. It does it does make a lot of sense that the Grinch would be green. By the way. Yes, it does. <laughs> Grinch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Scott, number six. Number six is uh, Whoville itself. Um, Going back to the the quality of animation here, uh, they they had this little, I wouldn't even call it a town, with this this little village, all the houses kind of ringed around it, and the the center where they they put the tree. um, They they cram a lot of life into this, this little town for animation from the 60s uh that that i i really appreciated um you had all the different who's like they they all look different each of them had their had a little touch uh to to make them stand apart um all the different sizes too i thought that was interesting as animators that had to be a pain in the ass (laughs) yep Uh, and i don't just mean like adults (laughs) and kids but like just random like who's were just different sizes um and a a lot of the like all the Finger work here was I thought was pretty impressive too. They had like the weird fingers, but um, yeah, just just them gathering around and worshiping the sun god or whatever. <laughs> Christmas, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it, it felt like there was like kind of a warmth to to this town. I, I think it, the the setting really lends itself to, to that. They're like in some alpine like heights. Uh, we're having snow and they've got these cozy houses. It makes it makes the whole thing appealing. All right, Alex, number five. My number five is I love that he treats Max not as a dog but as just a lackey. <laughs> he expects him to do all this lackey stuff, and it's like I'm, I'm a dog. <laughs> but good old Max, faithful as ever, he still does it. He tries his best. 
Oh, it's, yeah, fantastic. And, and uh, <laughs> it's so heartbreaking when Max thinks he's going on a ride on the sled with that big antler yeah. on his head. <laughs> the Grinch is like, nope. <laughs> he just tosses him right over. And he talks down to him just like a, you know, a generic lackey and whatnot. I like that. Yeah, I have a little more to say about that later. Uh, I think he's pretty cruel to that dog. <laughs> yeah, he sure is. Yeah, I don't want to mention about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right, my number five is yeah. So, are these people like a cult? Are they worshiping God? <laughs> are, they, are they worshiping the Wicker Man? Like, what's going yeah. on here? It's, it's a little weird. Christmas spirit. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think Alex is right, but it's. I think there's some leeway for interpretation there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think was... we're quite getting the the, the biblical message that we're getting from the Charlie Brown special. <laughs> yeah. No, then, like, sit in a circle, like, holding hands, swinging back and forth is the end of the Wicker Man. And not the, the Nick Cage <laughs> one. Like, I don't I mean, I've never seen the Nick Cage one, so I don't know. But Yeah, there are no bees in this one. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, the, the Whovians are cultists. That's all there ain't nothing in here but bees. <laughs> all right. Uh, Scott, number five. <laughs> uh, the one thing I, I remember that I was looking... Uh, w- waiting for it to happen. Uh, the, the one thing that really stuck with me, because I, I didn't really remember any individual thing. Um, uh, a lot of it seemed familiar, but the the heart growing yeah. at the at the end, and it, I thought that was uh, I had no idea if this was drawn in the book, but um, I thought that was a great bit uh, where they they show it breaking the bounds of the diagram that it's in yeah, the, Chest my, the magic x-ray machine yeah yeah, yeah. I, thought, I thought that was really that was cool awesome. um and that that always stuck with me and the line i, I don't i still don't remember the line but then his heart grew three sizes larger too big I, I, yeah three sizes that day and he gained the strength of 10 who's who's plus two plus two was it two who's or grinches who's yeah uh, at any rate though just the, the diagram of the heart uh, being too small to contain what it became, it always stuck with me. That was a, a cool uh, bit of animation. Yeah, agree. Just, just I agree too. This is my number three, and I just want to. At the beginning, they say his heart is two sizes too small, right? Mm-hmm. And then he, he grew three times, so he has a bigger heart than normal now. Is that correct? <laughs> he's he's no? going to die sooner. Yeah, it's like a canned ham. It's like the beginning of a uh, seven. Yeah, well, uh, I think my dad told me that Secretariat had an extra large heart. That's why I was such a good horse racer. So, there you go. And then he was extra good jello at the... Whoa. <laughs> uh-huh. So, but yes, of the only thing I remember from this entire movie, besides the song, and that's only because they play that on the radio now, is the, the exactly what Scott was saying, the heart growing. So, for me, that was very memorable. That's why it's my number three. Hmm. But, uh, Alex, number four. My number four is the, I mentioned the uh, Grinch slithering like a snake, but the, the entire stealing montage, him going house to house, getting everything is awesome. Uh, I, <laughs> every year I watch it, I always like notice a little different thing, or I forget like that he does something to steal like a certain whatever. Uh, it's amazing. Like He plays pool with one of the, <laughs> the yeah. ornaments, and that hops all the way to the top of the tree. Yeah, that, that was probably my favorite gag out of, of him stealing stuff. Mm-hmm. My favorite gag was the magnet pulling the stockings off the, re- <laughs> yeah. off the heart. 
off the mantle. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And then <laughs> just <laughs> such a cruel bastard just taking the candy canes out of the kids while they're sleeping. Oh, my and gosh. Cindy Lou Who was um, the only other voice in this besides yeah. the choir, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Was was voiced by... Um, Shirley Fro- Temple. No, it was it was oh. June um uh Foray. Foray, yes. Who has done a bajillion voices. Um, June Foray. Foray. Uh probably probably for the kids listening in, uh probably recognize her most as uh, Rocky from Rocky Bullwinkle. Uh, well there, you don't say, Scott. She was Lucifer and Cinderella. And Lena Hyena from Roger Rabbit. Come to mama. (laughs) It's a man. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, she, like, she's an interesting person. If we ever do in-depth old animation stuff. Apparently she was also Grandmother Fa in (gasps) Mulan, so probably shouldn't talk about that. Oh, Okay. Yeah, her voice was very western in that in that movie. <laughs> um, dang, she was still doing. How old is this lady? She she was she did animation forever. Like she died at age ninety nine. She just died three years ago. Mel, Ow. I think it was like Mel Blank. Basically said like he wanted to be her. So like I, I I'm way 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 paraphrasing, but that was basically she had like a lot of respect from the. the at least the voice uh, actors. <laughs> yeah. All right, we got to look at... Hold on, we're going to... Well, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Blank, I'm pretty sure he said I wanted to be on her. What? No? Did he have a reputation for that? I don't know. Jesus. <laughs> I'm just saying shit now. <laughs> I love you, Bill Blank. I thought you were going to say, like, a bia, 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 or something. I don't know. Anyway. Like Scott said, she's in Rocky and Bullwinkle. She was in DuckTales. Yeah, she's she in... Was... Ooh. Magica Dispel. Now that makes sense. Now that I know yeah. the voice. Looney Tune Show. Garfield. Um, I'm just trying to stuff. Looney Tunes again. Duck Dodgers. Mulan 2. Oh my god. Booby Girl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Donald Duck. Booby Girl? <laughs> Donald yeah. Duck Going Quackers. The video game. Um. Lego Island, Cave Kids, Thumbelina, Rugrats, Garfield and Friends, Bonkers, Yabba Dabba Doo, uh, Tom and Jerry, Bugs Bunny. Oh my! Married to Children. Scary. She was the puppet. The God Shoes episode. Alex. Oh, okay. Yeah. Problem Child Two, The Adventures of Gummy Bears, Tiny Toons, Ducktales again, The Simpsons. She was Happy Little Elf, Rubber Baby. Buggy bumper babysitting <laughs> service reception. She was the old lady. <laughs> Remember baby buggy bumper. <laughs> yeah. And she's also in Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire. The Smurfs. Little Nemo. Oh my god. Scooby Doo. Who framed Roger Rabbit? We already said. The Last Dinosaur. The Real Ghostbusters. Teen Den- Wolf. Denver, the Last Dinosaur? Denver. Yeah. The Last Dinosaur. The Jetsons. Pound Puppies. Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> Spider, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. He was Aunt May. <laughs> oh, she dear. was, sorry. The Incredible Hulk. Daffy Duck. Smurfs. Oh, my God. Beauty and the Beast. Like, 
whatever, not the Disney version, whatever the hell this runaway, is. Uh, runaway Ralph. <laughs> Raggedy Ann and Andy. Now we're getting into just Jesus. And it's, I'm still scrolling. I'm just skipping. Yep. <laughs> no wonder, Scott. Three, yeah. 327 credits. Jeebus H. Her first credit came in 1942. I believe that was the year Columbus sailed the ocean blue. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. Oh, well, we're... <laughs> Hitler brought on World War II. I think that's what I meant. <laughs> hey, fuck that guy, too. <laughs> All right, uh, I forgot where we're at. Good, good save going from Columbus to, to Nazis. <laughs> yeah, that was a close one. <laughs> well, nowadays people hate Columbus as almost as much as that guy, so. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I would go that far, but. I, that's the joke. <laughs> okay, uh, where are we at here? Somebody uh, say something. Okay, so uh, Alice was talking four, about stealing yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um,. So we're on number fours. Okay, uh, I think that's my number four then. And yeah, that's what I said. It, yeah, sorry. It's the opposite <laughs> of you. I thought those scenes went on way too long and I was waiting for them to be over. It took them an hour to rob one house. And I'm like, they better fast forward <laughs> through the rest of the houses because this is ridiculous. There were some cool, you know, moments, like you said, but uh, it went on way too long. I could have done without all that. Sorry. Uh, yeah, they had to pat it out a little bit and they wrote. Uh, a bit more of the song. Yeah. I'm sure that, yeah, that's why they did the song so long. And it's like, well, the song's still going. we got to fill it in with something. <laughs> so I think they reused like a lot of the past scenes and whatnot through filters and whatever. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely, it was might as well have been Charlie Brown dancing. <laughs> Charlie Brown I moved my dance. hand back and forth. I moved my hand back and forth. All right. Uh, Scott, number four. Number four is also the stealing. Uh, okay. Basically, yeah. everything Alex said, um, just just oh. how petty he is. He steals the the last can of who hash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that made me laugh for some reason. Um, you're just him, like commandoing across the the wreaths that they have uh, connecting the houses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I forgot the the whole time. Did he have pants on? He did not have pants on. Nope. I, I I did like that he steals the Christmas trees. I completely forgot about that. So he just like shoves them up and out the 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 chimneys. And I like how he packs up the, the Christmas tree in the middle of town too. How he folds it up like an umbrella. Uh like a lawn um umbrella and uh mm-hmm. yeah. Uh just yeah, it's a lot of fun. But my only complaint about that was they they obviously reused uh a lot of the shots for for the montage, mm-hmm. but yeah, that that was the kind of the meat and potatoes of him getting to work. Uh, and like you said, Alex, the 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 pool cue stuff was was great. Yeah. All right, Alex, number three. My number three is Boris Karloff. He did a great job, not only voicing the Grinch, but actually being the narrator, uh, you know, reciting Doctor Seuss's original. Uh, book poem throughout the throughout the f- short film it's awesome and yeah and he did a great voice for the grinch it's iconic really i mean uh, and uh, jim carrey does yeah he does an okay job and whoever i don't know who the fuck did the 3d animated version of the grinch uh, a pale in comparison to it forest did mr karlov sorry <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, he did really good. I, I got to agree. Um, all right, my number three I already said. So, Scott, what's your number three? Three is, is Chuck Jones and Seuss here. Uh, this is actually a, a very good pairing. Uh, you get mm-hmm. Seuss's artworker, artwork and character design, and you, you give uh, Looney Tunes uh, touch to it all, and it, and it works surprisingly well. Um, you, you do get some Hallmark uh, Looney Tunes stuff here, um, like when they when they fall and his hat stays in the air. Uh, at one point, <laughs> the Grinch looks like breaks the fourth wall and looks into the camera. Uh, that, that that made me smile just thinking about uh, like other Looney Tunes stuff. <laughs> um, some of the little of the slacks the the slapstick stuff that that happens here. Um, yeah, it, again, it's just it's a good pairing. Um, get the 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 tone across here. Uh, you know, again, they they go in a, a they 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 ultimately wind up in the same place as the the Charlie Brown special, um, but they they get there in a, in a much different way. Um, mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that is is, is a testament to to Chuck Jones and his his style of animation here. Um, you know, I I don't know if, we, if we're going to talk about this too much. Um, maybe when we get to our Christmas specials list, um, but it's almost hard to compare. I think this and the Charlie Brown special. Um, it's almost apples and oranges. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're they're both. What you mean, apple quickies and crackers? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Rancho Cucamonga. Yeah, the old missus gave me an apple quickie the other night. <laughs> Uh, Anyways, stupid. <laughs> I laugh though, so it counts. It, I think they're they're just both going about it in such different ways that that they're really difficult to compare. I think obviously the, the animation is just much better here. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and uh, the like, a lot of it the the character design, um, the audio, um, even though. It, again, there's only like two people speaking in this. Um, I mean, just like the overall quality of the audio um, and, and like the Foley stuff. And, um, I think the, just the production value is a lot higher for this one. Um, I still don't like. We'll, we'll see when, again when we get to Christmas specials list. Um, or spoilers, we might be talking about that later. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I just I, I felt like mentioning that, but that where we're doing these back to back and they're very difficult to, to kind of compare. Yeah. I agree. Alex, number two. Uh, my number two is the Chuck Jones animation. He's a great director. I'm a huge fan of his work. Uh, and you can see it uh, permeating throughout uh, this Christmas special, of course. Uh, and as Scott said, there's a lot of stuff that he brought over from Tom and Jerry and from uh, Warner Brothers cartoons and everything. Specifically, that that's the Grinch smile that he does. There's a lot of times where I've seen Tom from Tom and Jerry smile like that when he thinks he's got Jerry cornered. Uh, a lot of really good uh, slapstick uh, art direction. Uh, but since we're on the topic of animation, I want to notice that I just caught something. When I was watching the credits, in the credits, one of the animators was Philip or Phil Roman, and 
the first animation studio that the Simpsons worked out of was called Phil Roman. So uh, I haven't confirmed it yet, but I think that's a connection right there. I gotta say, I remember seeing his name in Simpsons credits a lot, though. Did that guy maybe work on the Simpsons? Uh, possibly, but I know the in the behind the scene or in the uh, what call it the the commentary they always talk just like oh yeah back at the studio at Phil Roman when we animated all this stuff. Huh. Okay. So he, yeah, he could have been a consultant or he, you know well, <laughs> if he was the head of the studio, <laughs> I'm sure he had a hand in some of the stuff. So yeah, just for some reason when you say that name, I I can see his name in the credits. You know, dun, 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 and then for for a second, and then it goes by really quick in the corner, and then. Oh, John Be- and John Beard's like, hey, tonight there's a panda died at yeah. the zoo. Oh, if it's at the end, it, it could be the uh, uh, animated at Film Roman Studio credit. It could be. I was just kind yeah. of joking. I don't know exactly where it's at, but yeah, it was towards the end. All right, yeah. good job. Anything else? Nope. Number oh, two, my number two animation. Yeah, my number two is animation as well, especially compared to everything you guys said. Compared to Snoopy. Peanuts. It was. This is way better. This reminds me of the cartoons I watched as a kid. So I think that's why I enjoyed it more. Um, but yeah, the definitely that grin. There's def just stuff that we grew up with. It felt very familiar. And like that's also for me. Like if it wasn't animated by these guys or like Disney, I don't like it. So that's why like animated doesn't <laughs> work for me and stuff like that. I just like my cartoons classic Chuck Jones style. There it is. That's right. All right, Scott, number two. Uh, number two is, is Boris Karloff. Uh, he does a r- really great job here uh, narrating the whole thing. Um, interesting on the trivia, they actually went back and, and did some post work on his lines when he was actually voicing the Grinch uh, to give it more of like a, a gravelly um, intonation. Hmm. To kind of differentiate it from the narrator, so I don't know how much of that is still his delivery <laughs> and him actually changing the pitch of his voice. Uh, that's ultimately what wound up happening. Hmm. Yeah, there it is. Yep, Boris Scott left number two. It was when nice. he was doing the tap dancing. Put down the wrist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Alex, number one. Number one is the theme song, the Grinch yeah, theme song. Of course. I t- iconic. Yeah, like you said, it plays on the radio every once in a while. I have it on my Spotify list on the Christmas music. It's fantastic. I love it. Yeah, my number one as well. My my number one is the, the song. Yeah, trifecta. Thorough Ravencroft is the actual guy who sang that song. <laughs> Fucking cool name. Yeah. It's got the, the, got the, got the pipes. Crap. The same guy yeah. that did Tony the Tiger. This guy lived to be 91 as well. <laughs> so you're saying he's great. He's great. You're mean. Uh, yeah, the guy has the pipes. Jesus. This, this is what I think of like Christmas besides the, the jazzy stuff from, from last week. Uh, mm-hmm. get, get him, you get Burl Ives <laughs> doing the the like Rudolph stuff. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's the interesting part about this song is it you have to take it in context of this of this Doctor Seuss special. Like the song in of itself doesn't hint anything to do with Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that's true. This is zero. Like if, if you've never 
saw the special and you just heard the song for the first time, you would have no idea. Who's <laughs> this Grinch asshole taking yeah, everybody's yeah. stuff? Well, you wouldn't even you wouldn't hear taking stuff. You'd just be like, well, this guy's singing about this guy that's pretty, this, this awful person. Yeah. <laughs> he sounds like a real sack of crap. Yeah. Then all of a sudden it becomes a, this this Christmas classic. It's a part of our, ingrained in our, our pop culture. Um, this guy is not, uh, doesn't have as many credits as the other girl, um, but he goes back pretty far. What his second credit ever, and he was actually uncredited, he played the voice of Monstro, the whale in Pinocchio. Oh, damn. And he does, I don't know, he's in other stuff. Springtime for Pluto, so he did a bunch of Disney stuff. He was one of the card painters in Alice in Wonderland. Uh, it's all over the place here. So it goes back pretty to Mary Poppins, the hog, <laughs> Andrew's whimper. Okay. <laughs> um, but what I was going to say, he's in Splash Mountain. Oh, the video game. So I don't know if he's on the ride himself. Uh, the, the Hobbit TV movie, he played a goblin, orc, or bog. 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 So, pretty crazy. Yeah, he lived to be 91, and he uh, he's from Nebraska, but he died here in uh, Fullerton, California. Yeah. 2005. He was served as a navigator in the U.S. Army in uh, World War II. All these guys, man. These old school guys are just classic. And he also mm-hmm. performed with many people, such as uh, it's a bunch of people like the Sportsman Quartet, the Mellow Men Quartet, Johnny Mond Singers, and many major stars, including Jim Neighbors and Elvis Presley. <laughs> what about the B Sharps? The B Sharps. You forget sometimes G- that Jim Neighbors had like a musical career. I was just going to ask. I just know him of like the surprise, surprise, surprise guy, right? <laughs> Is that even oh, him? Golly. Yeah, Gomer Pyle, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And Elvis Presley, that jabroni. Oh, he did a voice in the Phantom Tolmuth. The Lethargian. Aristocats. He was the Russian cat. <laughs> the Aristocats. He was 101 Dalmatians. He was captain. Oh, okay. Which one was captain? He was the, the dog that could barely hear. And, and they were at that farm, and then there's like, oh yeah, there's puppies over here, and just, and the cat was like, Captain, we need to you know rescue the puppies or blah 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 this and that. Yeah, I know who he is. All right. Hmm. He was also uh, one last one. He was in uh, other uh, Doctor Seuss stuff. He was the singer in the Lorax. He was in the Cat in the Hat. And where's the other one I saw here? Uh, Horton hears a who. So he's in all of those. Oh, that's cool. Nice. Was he in Sword and Stone? Mm. Anyway. No, that was Excalibur. (laughs) (laughs) Be my strength. We should do Excalibur. Yeah. We should 100% not do Excalibur. That movie's like 27 hours long. (laughs) What about uh, King Arthur and the Knights of Justice? We should definitely do that. Yeah. Uh, not related at all, but I guess whatever made me think of it. Braveheart was on TV the other day, which I'm pretty sure we've done an episode on that. Oh, freedom, yeah. That movie is long, but I know why. Because those slow motion scenes last forever. <laughs> like when he's pulling out the morning stars from his back. Yeah. For the surprise attack. Oh, here yeah. it comes. <laughs> that scene when he comes back into camp or into town after they murdered his wife. Like... 
I seriously, I saw the scene. I'm like, oh, I remember this scene. I left, went to the bathroom, washed my hands, checked my email, came back, and he was still on his horse, still reaching for his morning star. Like, oh my god, that's awesome. Oof. Braveheart. <laughs> they only had those slow mo cameras for a couple days on set. They had to milk them for all their worth. God. All right. Any honorable mentions? Uh, All right. um, oh, the, <laughs> too the, short. The, uh, <laughs> too short for audible mention. The uh, animal abuse. <laughs> oh yeah, animal yeah. abuse. I, I don't know. If, I don't know if that sequence would have been would have been done that way. <laughs> that it been and, done and, uh, closer to when we were born. And it, and it hasn't with the with Jim Carrey one or the animated one. Actually, people were mad at the latest like 3D animation movie. There wasn't of, enough animal abuse. Yeah. They're mad. It's like he's not really mean to his dog. What the fuck is this? God, I gotta say, yeah, it was pretty mean, but it it does really <laughs> convey how much of a dick he is. It's true. It the Simpsons movie that <laughs> they they show what happens there. Say what? He's got the sled dogs. And they eventually turn on him because he. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, hey, I'm, I'm looking at uh, Throw Ravenclaw Jump. Uh, some images and the uh, the the busts from the Haunted Mansion came up so he must be one of them oh really Ooh, that's cool that's cool yeah and yeah. maybe him singing too I mean, yeah no it would it would have to been like a quartet yeah um, the B-sharps all right, well, it's time to rate. As usual, we rate on a scale of 1 to 7, 1 being absolute garbage, 7 being perfection. Alex? Oh, this is an easy 6 for me. Uh, everything was, uh, from Boris Karloff all the way to Chuck, Chuck Jones animation, awesome. There's just a few things here and there that kept it from being a 7, but, yeah, it's a strong 6. Okay. I, I This score almost feels unfair. I'm going to give it a 3. I don't like it. I just was, it is a fair, <laughs> but I haven't seen. Yeah, I was, for me, watching this for like basically the first time, eh, this does not work for me at all. I did not enjoy it. I was bored. Thought it was stupid. Um, so, sorry, sorry, Doctor Seuss. You get number three. Scott. Scott. Um. What the? F- A tiebreaker over here. This is tough. Uh, so I I I think this is a better <laughs> better uh, production than the Charlie Brown special, but I I don't know the the Charlie Brown I think is just a little more uh, ingrained in me. Um, this, is, this is still good stuff though. Um, Especially coming out of the '60s, it's Chuck Jones. Um, it, it, it moves along. The it's got the memorable song, so I'll give it a six too. Yay! All right. Um, Which I think is actually higher than my peanuts, but still. Yeah. He voiced in an episode of Donnie Marie that came out in 1977. He played he voiced Darth Vader slash the narrator. <laughs> wow! There it is. Uh, Topical, yeah. Uh, Especially right. the Donnie and Marie reference for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that that episode also included 
Red Fox, Chris Christopherson, and Paul Lind. Elsa, you ugly. <laughs> Paul Lind. <laughs> Isn't Paul Lind oh, like the you... Mad Hatter? No, 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 no. That's that's um That's something wind. Yeah, that's uh, Edwin. Oh. Edwin. Edwin, yeah, damn you. it. Who's yeah, Paul, no, Paul Lind? Paul Lind was like the B- before you could be out, he was the super gay guy that always showed up in the like all those game shows as like the celebrity guest. Uh, He's like super catty. Oh, okay, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Like, I'm, not, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna try to do. I'm not gonna try to imitate him because that's do it, be, Scott. No, no. no. <laughs> all right. Well, he played Templeton in Charlotte's Web, which I do remember that voice. Oh yeah, yeah. There's the. That was the mouth, the rat, right? Yeah. 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 Veritable smorgasbord, smorgasbord, so, after so. the crowds have gone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, it's time for our crossover topic, which is what, Alex? It is our top five, I have six for whatever reason, top five just Christmas specials. All right. And we're specials or a special episode of a series, I think, is what we kind of switched back and forth on. Yes. Um, so... All right, well, what's your number five? My number five is... <laughs> I've only watched it once. Uh, it is... <laughs> Scott likes to say it is unwatchable. <laughs> this thing is a piece of trash. <laughs> but I would be special? remiss... It, it would be, I would be remiss if I didn't mention it. Yeah, the Star Wars Holiday Special. No! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I bring it up every year. Every year. Happy Life Day, everybody. <laughs> but, yeah, you bring up the saying, you don't watch it. <laughs> No, I don't. But I, still I think love it. I, I think the way that we tried to watch it, anyways, even though we didn't get all the way through it, um, the way we tried to watch it was the way to go, like the bootleg, so you can see all the commercials that go with it. Because yeah. then it just like it, it adds a whole other dimension to the whole, to the whole thing. Because <laughs> yep. every other commercial, and there's a lot of commercials, uh, every other commercial is people. Talking about how great it is working at GM in the eighties. Detroit. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that was, that was hard. I'm, 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 gonna, I'm looking forward to when I get the day I can retire. Like it's so like. <laughs> I just brought some real estate. Yeah. Like. I, <laughs> oh man. Savings. Yep. I, I, why would I need that when I got this great job? <laughs> Alex, this can't be on your list. This is terrible. It's not. I know. You said it's unwatchable. It is unwatchable. It's on my list. All right. It's very memorable. <laughs> I'll say that much. Okay. <laughs> so for my number five, uh, so my list, I kept it to stuff that I was looking forward to to watch every Christmas season, and mine are all specials, but except for my number five, which is a movie. But I, it was a very special treat for me because I didn't get to watch it that much because I didn't own the Disney Channel. And it was basically the Mickey Mouse version of A Christmas Carol. I don't know if you guys are going to allow oh, this or not. I'll, I'll allow it. I think it's more of a movie than a special. But yeah, it's, it's still, it's like a TV thing. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. I, whatever. I don't know if it came out TV. on Disney Plus or whatever, where, where it was released. But that was, that to this day, I still, I still say is my favorite version of... Of a Christmas Carol. Oh, that's that's a tough question. I don't, toss up between that and Scrooge for me. Uh, yeah, we were watching. We love watching Watched Mojo over here. I don't know if you guys. Ever, they always do top ten countdowns, top twenty countdowns, and they just the top twenty Christmas movies. There were 
three or four different versions of Christmas Carol on there. Yeah. None of them were, none of them were the Mickey Mouse version. And I was upset. Did, do you guys remember the one they, they showed on Channel 13 when we were kids? Or Channel oh, 5? Is that, the one, is that the one with Michael Caine? Um, it could That's the puppet one, right? The Muppet one. Michael Caine? Oh, yes. Yeah, a Muppet uh, Christmas Carol. Did no, the, there was like, a, it was like a BBC one. I don't know if it was BBC, but it was, it was like... Is that the one with Buddy Hackett? <laughs> it was not, but it was not Buddy Hackett. Uh, the, no, it was like, it, it, was, a, it was a British production of no shit. Christmas Carol. <laughs> uh, I don't remember. That, I may that, have, but... That's not the one with George C. Scott, right? Because you, might, you know what? I think, I think that's the one you're... T- I think that, that one is it, actually, Alex. Great George C. Scott. Mm-hmm. My grind. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> anyway, my favorite Anyways. version has always been the Mickey version, and uh, that's my number five. First appearance Scott. of uh, Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, see, Scott. Scott number five. Number five is something that I I brought up last week uh, that I couldn't remember the name of, which is is kind of bullshit because it made my list here. Uh, but it was something that that always stuck with me. Uh, and the, the name of it was called The Christmas Toy. And it was a Jim Henson production. So right off the bat, um, you know, Jim Henson uh, you know, does, does great stuff, especially in the 80s. Um, and the, the premise of this, again, it's a lot like Toy Story, actually, um, where all these toys come to life on Christmas Eve, and they're all afraid that the new toys will displace them. Uh, but the hitch is again, um, these toys come to life and are start you know hanging out with each other. All a Toy Story. Um, if somebody sees, if like a human sees them, then they then they freeze, and it creates some very tense moments. It's <laughs> very intense stuff for for a kids thing. It's it's like that. Uh, the Jim Henson's um, what was the name of that anthology show that they did? You, you oh, guys know what I'm talking yeah. about, right? Tales from oh. the Crypt? It was not Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. Amazing Stories? It was like Travelers yeah, yeah. or something like that. Oh. Um, but it was like, it was a different story every week. And, and some of those stories were like Amazing. borderline stuff for like a little kid should not have been watching. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, any, anyway, my number five, The Christmas Toy. And it aired on one of the TV the network TV stations. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Just to prove that it was a special, not a movie. Gotcha. Movie. All right, Alex, number four. My number four is the classic stop motion animation of Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Uh, watched it every Christmas when all those other reindeers were being a dick to him, and then he showed them all by murdering them in cold blood. <laughs> now, uh, no, a, that's why his nose is red. Yeah. Blood. <laughs> yeah. Nope, and then Santa chooses him to lead a sleigh because he's useful. Yeah, they're taking advantage of his disability. <laughs> yeah. Not a disability. Not a disability. His mutation. That's right. <laughs> he was. He was the first X Men. <laughs> Basically, yeah. And Santa Claus is Professor X. All right, now we mm-hmm. got it because he's definitely a mutant, right? <laughs> There's no only way Santa can do what he does. Yeah, all in one night. Yeah, he knows Eugene. if you've been naughty, you're even nice. Yeah. I think we finally figured this out. We cracked the code. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I will say uh, Rudolph is my number four as well. 
I always liked it, and I'm pretty sure it gave me a headache every single time I watched it. I think the skipping of frames and not the smooth <laughs> animation, <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, it always messed with me. I, I looked forward to it so much, and now at the end, I'll be like, oh, let's be over. Let's go watch Frosty the Snowman. Like, to this day, I'm almost afraid to watch it because I'm getting headaches almost every time I watched it. Did, did you ever watch any Gumby? I did, and I don't remember that as much with Gumby, but I wouldn't. That wasn't a regular thing where I, I I probably had Gumby on, but I really wasn't paying that much attention to it. I don't know. I definitely watched Gumby and Pokey and Blockheads. Yeah, there you go, Blockheads. I'm just as I'm watching Deadwood. That's a, that's a slang term. That's derogatory towards the uh, Germans and the uh, Norwegians. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. Oh, if you're there's there's a name for everything in Deadwood. <laughs> <laughs> You just can't say hi, Mister. Nope, you got to give them a bad term about their where they're from or how they look or or what they, they like to put in their mouths. <laughs> oh, I haven't heard that word yet. A billion times. <laughs> <laughs> nice pause for dramatic effect. <laughs> All right, Scott, number four. Uh, my number four is the the Charlie Brown Christmas that we did last week. Uh, okay. that's, that's the very first thing that I think of when I think of, of Christmas pop culture stuff. So, yeah, we talked plenty about it last week. Charlie Brown Christmas, number four. All right. Alex, number three. My number three is a kind of a Christmas special that became a really huge underground hit. Started a million-dollar franchise. The Spirit of Christmas, a.k.a. Jesus versus Santa. From uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker. That's a good one. I like yeah. that. Before it's, before it was uh, South Park, it turned it spawned that whole series. Yeah. God, if we talk about, do you remember how like that? This is like the dawn of the internet too, and you'd have to download. You, there was no streaming. You had to like download this file and mm-hmm. t- download oh. the MPEG or the AVI, and yeah, <laughs> sure you had the right codec to play it. Oh man. You've blemished the meaning of Christmas for the last time, Kringle. <laughs> Christmas is for giving presents. Christmas is for celebrating my birthday. Oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go, Santa! I mean, go, Jesus! <sighs> Jesus is watching you, boys. Stan, don't you remember who gave you that choo-choo for your for Christmas? <laughs> See, I haven't seen that in 20 years, and I still uh, yeah. it had an impact on me. Good call, Alex. I'm mad. Mm-hmm. Did they replay it? Did they ever show it on Comedy Central, or is this just an internet-only thing? Um, I don't know. I I saw it on the internet. So yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't. But think like I nowadays, like they'll just like they'll just throw it on or something. You don't know. Mm, I don't know. Okay. Um, my number three, and this is going to be a weird one. Every Christmas time, I look super forward to the Hollywood Christmas Parade. Do you guys even know what this what? is? No. Yeah, no I, I, I know exactly what it is, and yes, it is weird. Yeah. <laughs> As a kid, I loved it. It was a it was some shitty like Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, but no, it was in Hollywood going down yeah. fucking Highland or Hollywood Boulevard, whatever. And it was just... 
I mean, they weren't even real. They were cele- the B-level celebrities and stuff. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. As a kid, I loved it. My parents tell the story about how they were both had like the worst flus of their life at the same time, which didn't happen often. So they couldn't really look after me, and they just like put me in front of the TV, and I just sat there as like a four year old and watched the shit out of that show for two hours, <laughs> let them sleep it off or whatever. I don't know. I, I loved it as a kid. I, and at the I, end, you get to see Santa. That's probably what I was waiting for the whole time, and like. Maybe I was older than four, but like I knew enough. Like I knew some of these guys because it'd be like Monroe from Too Close for Comfort or whatever. <laughs> like people who Tom I knew Hux. from, yeah, Bull from Night Court, whatever it was. It was like people I kind of knew, but not really. I don't know. I loved it, and I don't even know if it's still on. Is that still a thing? I, I think it is. Um, I think like so that has always has like the mayor of Hollywood, which isn't actually a real position. <laughs> but uh yeah. yeah i think it's like they're they're, they're tied to that in some weird way but yeah i, I do remember watching that as, as a kid probably like you said jeff to, to wait for sin i also remember watching the rose parade for some reason i never which really is weird to me cause rose I, cause I, it was crap because i fucking hate that parade now so <laughs> why scott what happened nothing <laughs> wait, 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 wait! There's a story here. I don't know the story. No, there's a, there's a dumb story. I actually volunteered one time to help out uh, make the a float for that. And as a volunteer, like I have not like at any job I've ever worked in my entire life, I've not been treated more poorly than me as some volunteer that showed up to help. Like, like I was being like I was privileged to work on this fucking stupid parade <laughs> that's basically a middle finger to the rest of America. As if to say, hey, tune into our parade. It's 70 degrees in January. Like, look how great it mm-hmm. is here in Southern California. <laughs> it is. Then you're going to watch a football game later. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I never watched. I don't think I've ever seen more than like 20 minutes of the Rose Parade. It's, yeah. It's not worth it. <laughs> that sucks when they treat you like shit. And it was always like the weird hosts is like, oh, we're the lady from this, like the Lucky's commercials or whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's, yeah. Yeah, the so it was the same too. It was her and um, like Bob Eubanks or something like that. Yeah, Bob Eubanks. <laughs> but it would be on, no, but yeah, they were like the main two. But like, if you, I remember you'd go from channel two to four to five to seven to nine. They would always, it'd all be on every channel. There'd just be different people well, in different you, 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 spots. You know, what, you know what killed it? Like as soon as you became adults, because we were all fucking hung over like there was, there was no way we were getting up to watch the Rose Parade yeah. <laughs> on, on, nope. on New Year's Day after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's weird. I never watched that one. I've never watched the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade. Like, I've seen like three parades. I've seen the Hollywood Parade and I've seen the Strawberry Festival. <laughs> Strawberry. <laughs> yep, seen, seen, so the Strawberry Festival is great. Probably the same level of celebrity that the the Hollywood draws these days. Seriously, because I saw the kid from Alf, and I did see Bull. He he was there too. So he was the Grand Marshal at the Strawberry Parade. So there you go. All right, down now. Now that rabbit hole. Alex, what's your number two? My number two is a bit of a more recent one. The Always Sunny in Philadelphia Christmas Special. <laughs> I don't remember this. Oh, it's fucking fantastic. I don't know if this was like a two-parter, a two- or three-parter uh, on the regular season, but I have the Blu-ray, and this thing is a, is a hard R. <laughs> it's a full fucking rated R thing. 
Oh my gosh. This is the one where Frank is in the... <laughs> they're trying to teach him a lesson so they sew Frank into a couch so that he can hear his old co-workers say shit about him. <laughs> but he can't. And so he, he bursts out of the couch like all greased up and like uh, Ace Ventura out of a fucking rhino. Yeah. <laughs> you see stark naked Danny DeVito just walk out of the room. Oh my gosh, that's the winner. Yeah, we're, uh, I won't spoil all of it, but there's there's a Ferrari involved and, and a very expensive purse. And Charlie <laughs> discovers that his mom uh, is a uh, well. You'll find out. You should watch it. All right, I actually forgot most of that. I just remember Danny DeVito coming out of the couch. I just remember the GIF. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. Uh, Alright, uh, my number two, Alex already mentioned it, is the Peanut Special. I didn't mention it. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> uh, we look alike. You do. <laughs> so, yeah, and as Scott said, we talked about it a lot last week, so I'm not going to mention it anymore. So, Scott, what's your number two? Number two is the the Futurama Christmas episode, the first one uh, with uh, John Goodman as a, as a guest voice. Um, it, it just, one of my... Overall favorite episodes of Futurama. Oh, uh, there's there's, there's a lot yeah. packed into this episode. Um, there's a whole gift of the Magi thing that that has a huge payoff. That, that's that's pretty hilarious <laughs> at the end. Um, yeah. I look as pretty as I feel. <laughs> um, but the, the the whole concept here, though, that uh, you know, in Futurama, you have all these robots that, that that take over old positions, and there's a robot Santa Claus, um, and the difference between robot Santa Claus and, and Santa Claus as we might know him in, let's say, The Simpsons. Um, this Santa Claus has a naughty list, and he actually hunts you down on Christmas <laughs> if, if he can find you. So everybody, like, bolts up for the night on Christmas. Like, they, like, bunker down because they don't want Santa to get them. Um, there's a whole song at the end about it, about <laughs> Santa Claus hunting them down and... Santa Claus uh, is gunning you down. down. Yeah, uh, but John Goodman here is <laughs> does some some amazing voice work as as Robot Santa, just a super menacing. Ho ho ho! Uh, I'm not doing it justice. Uh, the the Futurama episode of or the Christmas episode of Futurama is my number two. Oh, oh man, that's good. I kind of remember that, but not really well. All right. Well, Alex, what's your number one? My number one, no surprise, the Simpsons Holiday Special. We'll watch it every year just when they meet Santa's little helper. When we also meet Snowball 2 for the first time. <laughs> uh, yeah, another one that spawned a, a decades-long franchise, really, uh, that is near and dear to my heart. I mean, not now, but it was. Very good, yeah. I mean... It didn't make my list, but I, I definitely thought about it. Uh, yeah. Well, it's a thought that counts, Jeff. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. just saying, like, I don't remember it being a great <laughs> episode, but it's it spawned, obviously. I mean, obviously Tracy Ullman spawned it, but this was the start of uh, me getting t-shirts and having to turn them inside out in junior high school. <laughs> <laughs> I correct. Uh-huh. That's yeah. right. Down with homework. Down <laughs> with homework. I'm a slacker and proud of it. <laughs> underachiever. Oh, underachiever and proud of it. 
And that's the shirt I was wearing. I got to turn it inside <laughs> out. Yeah. Mr. Justice. My vice principal's name is Mr. Justice, by the way. How, how badass is that? <laughs> was he Batman? He was laying down the law. He was a, he was a drill sergeant. <laughs> Son, he like grabbed me on the shoulder, stopped me in the hall between classes. Son, do you think this is appropriate for school? <laughs> oh, yeah? No, it's not. You need to turn you to change or turn it inside out. Okay. Boy, that guy would have been must have been really upset like ten years later. <laughs> and he, he died while I was in school, I think. Oh, I, might even, I might even choke it. <laughs> we, well, I don't know. We had a different vice principal the next year. He got promoted or died. I'm not sure. But... <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> His name was Mr. Justice. That's awesome. Anyway, my number one, which I think I've mentioned on this podcast before, but most people probably don't remember this, it's Yogi's First Christmas. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I've never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, Going full Yogi... circle with the animation here at the Hanover Bear. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Yogi Bear, the whole the premise is Yogi Bear, uh, he's never experienced Christmas because he's a bear, so he hibernates through Christmas. And uh, But I forgot why, but he's him and... And Boo Boo, <laughs> they're at a ski resort and they try to stay up for it for some reason or whatever. And they're just trying to experience the first Christmas. And they keep f- like falling asleep and passing out because they're tired or whatever. But I don't know. As a kid, I love this. My mom talked about all the time how I used to love this. Anime. And it's long. It's a it's a movie. It's an hour and 40 minutes long. So Damn. I won't recommend we watch this because I'm sure I'll hate it if I watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but as a kid... I absolutely love it. As, well, as long as it has that, that that evil dog that does the hiss laugh. <laughs> oh, Snidely? <laughs> yeah. That, I, we'll, we'll get through it. Yeah. I mean, it's got a... Sni- yeah, there was Snidely. Oh, there was this little bratty kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was like... Resort. That was the whole point is this kid basically learns the, the true meaning of Christmas. Yeah, God, it's every single goddamn <laughs> cartoon. It's so special. But yeah, anyway... Mm-hmm. Uh, Yogi Bear's first Christmas, or Yogi's first Christmas is my number one. Uh, Scott, number one. Uh, so I think we, we skipped my number three, so just let me say real quick. Uh, my number oh. three was the Mr. Han- Mr. Hanky Christmas episode of, of oh. South Park. Nice. Um, uh, that's Nugget. He was born with a penis in his head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, Stan. <laughs> uh so my number one uh is married with children the it's a bundleful life i think it's two-parted oh motherfucker that one's really good um unlike well maybe maybe the, the south park episodes but uh unlike pretty much everything else on this list the, there's always like some deeper meaning the Made with Children one is is one of the all time classic, like just just from a writing standpoint, that the reason Al decides that he wants to live is so is because his family's happy without him. <laughs> like, it's just like a whole reverse on, on the actual. It's a Wonderful Life, where everybody's miserable with without him living around without George around town, but without gone, everybody's like living the high life. Like, everybody's way better off without him and he can't stand it mm-hmm. <laughs> so he decides that he wants to live um it, it's yeah it, it's it's a brilliant bit of writing uh the episode sam kinnison uh 
Yeah. Um, you know, playing Sam Kinison. Um, it's the first time you see uh, Jefferson, even though he's not playing Jefferson. Um, oh, yeah. He's the he's the dad. Yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> he's the good he's husband. He's the one that dad, Peggy yeah. marries. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Forgot about that. Uh, so, but yeah, just the whole concept of the reverse. It's a wonderful life is is. <laughs> Is I think why uh, Married with Children is, is one of the Alzheimer's. <laughs> That's my number one. You do not choose the time that uh, Santa skydived from a plane and broke his neck in their backyard. <laughs> that one's good too. <laughs> <laughs> that one could have made the list. Oh also. man! Yeah, <laughs> I gotta rewatch some of these Married with Children. <laughs> <laughs> Owned by Disney now. Oh yeah. Um. Any honorable mentions? My one was the Frosty the Snowman one. I like that one, but just didn't make my list. Yeah, same. It's all right. Uh, a bunch of. Can we talk about the scene where Frosty melts? Do you open the door and he's just Ugh. a puddle on the floor? Ugh. Yeah. <sighs> Terrifying. He's made of Christmas snow. It's the time of miracles. All right. <laughs> Patience, Theo. Any other ones? No? Yeah? No. no. Alright. It's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, in, uh, Jeff started off with the question. Uh-huh. Uh, Alex Morgan. Famed soccer player is... Best uh, Alex ever. Yeah, I know. For some reason, she's leaving the, leaving the San Antonio Spurs and uh, moving to the Orlando Marlins. Don't ask me. This is just what I'm reading off BSPN. I don't know. She's don't, also she also looks better than this Alex too. <laughs> well, yeah. I I'm I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm, I'm at a loss here. <laughs> I'm trying to think of basketball. Uh, I don't I don't know who you would be referring to. Uh, she's, I think she's playing for the Spurs, like the English Premier League team or something. Or I think she's playing. Overseas. Nah, that can't be it. They don't wear Spurs in England. There's, there's, the, Tot- there's the Tottenham Hot Spurs. Maybe that's it. I don't. Know I don't have the brain power to do. De- all I know uh, is she had she had one of the all time like dunk moments. When in the in the last yeah, it's um, in basketball, in the women's World Cup, when she when she scored against the British, she ran to the corner and then put her pinky up and mime drinking tea. <laughs> That's awesome. It it was amazing. I do not offend. I would not take offense. To, uh, not never mind. <laughs> I was gonna try to be on the. the I was gonna try to be on the side of the Brits, but I can't. <laughs> It was rude and uncalled for, Scott. <laughs> it was. It was. It was not. They hate just like other. it's good. just like raising our T taxes. Get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's what that was all about. That was, we're still we're still upset about that. <laughs> they were not amused. I mean, I mean, the Brits still call it the War of Secession. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it might be better if we were. Never mind. All right. It's time for Neem News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and Alec, or Jeff, no, it wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> so, um, all right. Uh, so finally, really, really got to dig into Cyberpunk. 
between uh, last week and, and how now. big is your wiener? Mm-hmm. I did. I I I I picked my genitalia. Um, <laughs> is it poking through the paint? It, it, I haven't seen that happen. Um, but uh, yeah, this this is a I, again. I I I commented on this last week. This is a crazy ambitious game. Um, just some some of the stuff they 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 did in this uh, um, is. I think to say staggering would be go too far, but there there's a lot of sequences in this game where they like really really went the extra mile for for something that like doesn't come up again, um, and it's really kind of amazing, um, and and it's really what stitches this whole game together, um, and it's really making me enjoy it. Uh, the, the rest of the game is fun enough. Like you, it outside of all that stuff, like the 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 big um, bells and whistles, it kind of devolves into more shallow, like kind of run around, do the same quest over and over again, which is invariably either go beat people up or beat people up or sneak <laughs> yeah, um, to get to like a location. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you just kind of do that over and over and over again. Uh, but yeah, just there's some crazy technology here. Of, of just going anywhere and everywhere in 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 this this huge location like the the city and then on the city outskirts um, with with just no load times um, other than if you'd like doing fast travel um, I'm I'm playing on PC um, <laughs> it's the only way you can play yeah pretty much <laughs> from what I hear uh, I've had one crash um, uh, so I can't really complain on that front like that happens in every single game. <laughs> so I'm not going to mm-hmm. dock him points for one crash. Um, but I'm, I'm hearing crazy things like if uh, you have too many items, it'll corrupt your save file. Oh, yeah, that's, too the big. Ne- that's the next one. Yeah, if your save file is 800 megabytes. I'll have to, can't, 800, can't I'll have to check it. that out. So, yeah. not, I mean, I don't get too deep into this. but basically, Nobody would have 800 megabytes. That size is way too big. You'd be surprised. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's that's if you look go heavy in the crafting items. And shit. Yes. So so what happens is is you can um, just the easy way to say is just disenchant. But um, basically, <laughs> you basically break down equipment that you find into uh, craft crafting materials, and that's that's where people are getting screwed because you're just constantly looting stuff. But there's like a, a perk that you get a, a like an ability that will automatically do that for you every time you pick up stuff. So I think that's how people are getting fucked. Like, luckily, I I actually didn't pick up that perk, so I might be in the clear. I should probably go in and just start like getting rid of shit, just to mm-hmm. be safe. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I save scum, so I, I'm not too worried about it. Um, yeah, <laughs> you like, save scum. Yeah, there's there's that. There's there's been a couple funny bugs where like a scene was playing out, and like I had to follow this character, and they walk through a doorway, and somehow like a chair got dragged behind them. <laughs> a normal sized doorway and I could not get past the chair it was like an office chair I couldn't jump over it I couldn't push it out of the way I couldn't destroy the chair this chair was indestructible um, so I was basically stuck like it's because this goddamn chair like <laughs> uh, so that that was uh, one of the, the funnier bugs that happened to me um, the there's like one of, the, one of the impressive things about this game is um, just what they did to make the the world kind of feel lived in and most of the places you go in the city 
there's this huge stream of people and cars. Um, the AI for the cars, though, is pretty hilarious. Like, there, there's some script that makes them avoid hitting you. So if you're, like, near a street, sometimes you just see the stream of cars just start plowing into walls for no reason. <laughs> like, like, you wouldn't even be, yeah. like, close enough that they would hit you. Um, and they'll just start doing weird shit. Um, the, my, my biggest gripe is some of the foliage. Uh, the, just whatever middle weather they're using for this it's is just foliage. not working. Um, and so when you're in the city, it's not too bad, but there's like palm trees and things like that because you're in California. Um, and they just like pop up like on top, on the, like the top layer, wherever you are, even if they're way off in the distance. Or even if the trees are supposed to be off in the distance. Um, ah, if you go outside the city, you're like more of a desert area and it gets a lot worse because there's like shrubs and shit like that all over the place. Um, I, I, they might have done a stealth patch with that yesterday, though. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, that's been like the really only annoying graphical issue for, for me. Um, yeah, I know some funny things where the like voices were incorrect, where like you'd, you'd see like male voices on clearly female characters. Um, well, it's cyberpunk. You don't. Know. Although, well, that's true. Like, you actually have the option to create your character that way. Um, but yeah, it's. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Some of the stories are, are there's some good writing there where it gets pretty personal with like a lot of these characters that you meet, and then they're they're well fleshed out. Um, without spoiling too much, again, they should call this game uh, Keanu Reeves 2077. <laughs> they sure should. Um, so are you, are playing it on PC as well, right, Alex? Yes, I am. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm at the point now where I could beat the game if I wanted to. I don't, I don't know. Mm. Um, at least the, the main storyline, uh, but I've been holding off on it. Um, so yeah, I, I feel bad for people that, that bought this on consoles and were excited. They've, they've offered refunds all mm-hmm. the way around on, on Sony and Microsoft platforms outside of PC. Um, just because of all the issues that they were having, they're kind of in a weird, like from a PR standpoint, they're they're in a weird spot because they kept pushing it back, pushing it back, pushing it back, and they finally released, and then people were kind of bent. But like I I don't know, like at what point do you just say like well, we still just wanted to get it out, like we're sorry guys, you know I I, I don't know where that line is because um, PC yeah, works well, fine, like it's, it's yeah. uh, PC's in a state where I, you know I'm happy they they. That I got to, I'm playing it now as opposed to six months from now. They should have just been honest and say, "Look, the 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 current gen PS4, Xbox One is unplayable. The other versions are okay. We can release those, but these versions we have to hold back and still work on them." They really just should have come out and said that, but they wanted all of the money. Yeah. Well, I yeah. See, I don't know about that either. Uh, I do. <laughs> from uh, I, I'm pretty sure, I mean, not from you know the studio itself. Everybody that's working, you know, to try and make the best game possible on a day to day basis. But management, the, the the suits up top, of course. Yeah, maybe. Um. Yeah, just uh, so much. Mm-hmm. A, lot, a lot of cyberpunk. Uh, there's a lot I want to talk about here, but uh, I don't know kind of move on um they, they, they did fix the bug that we found alex <laughs> oh yeah yeah at least they said they did in the patch notes over the weekend yeah, okay yeah just yeah. reload a save it was fine yeah yeah 
All right, so that's enough cyberpunk from now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I mentioned the huge Marvel news drop last week, and one of the things I was remiss in not mentioning was uh, Tom Hiddleston's Loki. Oh, that trailer looked awesome. Yeah, the trailer looks like it's a lot of fun. Uh, we, we see a we get, we get an old Wilson sighting. Um, wow. Wow. Uh, so there's a lot to unpack in this trailer. Um, where he basically goes to the... Did, did either of you guys watch uh, Umbrella Academy, at least the first season? Yes. I've watched both seasons. Okay. Jeff? It's a great show. Nope. Okay. Neither. Uh, well, Without well, that, well, spoiling anything, one of the characters goes to this like place that monitors time. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's where he went. He went to like some kind of like got picked up by like the time police or something like that, mm-hmm. um, and they and they need to use him for something like that or time and space police in this case. But yeah, I was really trying to figure out like where he he was, and that they and that, that they would have to kind of sway over him because. Like, you know, what happened to his abilities? Because he's still, like, super powerful. Um, yeah, he is a great magician. <laughs> so I'm definitely looking forward to this. Sure does, right. And the, the whole Marvel <laughs> slate. Um, it'll be interesting to see, like, how they handle his character in this one. Because um, he, he's, like, clearly, like, even if even if he's sympathetic, um, he's clearly the villain in, in, like, the first Thor movie and, and the first Avengers uh, but he becomes more of like uh, a, I wouldn't go so far to say anti-hero, but more of like a, just a, a, a rogue, like wild card, as Alex likes to call him, mm-hmm. um, in, in the other Marvel movies. Um, and he becomes, again, not one of the good guys, but not really one of the, the villains anymore. But if you go by what they're doing here, where he escapes in the alternate version of the, the Avengers, it's still like the Loki from the Avengers. So he hasn't gone through like all the shit that the other Loki went through. Yeah. Um, so so I'm gonna be curious to turn. see. Yeah, he didn't do the face turn. Yeah. So I'm curious to see like how he ha- how they handle him like treating people and, and you know not being a total douche. Um, although I did see a funny thing about how um, Loki was actually like a really good ruler <laughs> until Thor came back. Um, <laughs> oh shit! Even if he did some shitty things to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yep, I'm, I'm looking forward to this along with the the rest of the, the Marvel slate. Uh, and uh, there's some... We might want to talk about some Star Wars stuff, but I'll save that for other people. Uh, and that's basically all I wanted to go over this week. Uh, Alex, anything you want to talk about? Uh, nope, not really. I'm set. All right, Jeff. Uh yeah, not really either. I mean, we did a whole episode on, I guess we can get Alex's opinion, on the latest episode of Mandalorian. Uh, so if you haven't seen the latest, or any, I guess, we're talking about Mandalorian. So if you haven't watched it... Talking about Mandalorian. Stop listening. <laughs> yeah. Right now. But, yeah. The season's over, and we got uh, Luke Skywalker back. Yeah, so cool. Kind of. So <laughs> Mostly. No, it was all cool. Yeah, yeah, it was all cool. Nah, 90%. <laughs> no, all cool. No, um, I, yeah, I mean, this latest episode, he comes back. Um, 
as we kind of hoped or thought or could have possibly happened. And they did the whole CGI youngification thing. Oh, not CGI. Whatever the hell they do to these people. That was, you know, I can, I wanted to, I kind of want to break this down a little bit, but the quick version is that I think they use the, what's the fucking, the deep fake tech to kind of fake his face on there. But they didn't, they didn't go full animated like CG face on him, I don't think. Do you think they, they made, did? Maybe it was only part way, but it looked like a deep fake. Do you think like they made sh- they made Hamill shave? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't know the difference between deep fake and full on face replacement. Like, I, I, yeah, I don't know, but yeah. Well, we can get into it, but the short version is uh, the the full face replacement. They actually there's a sculptor that models your face in 3D. <sighs> As you know, a CGI head that's rigged and everything, so an animator goes in there, changes everything, or or uh, it connects to like the face dots for motion capture. A deep fake is you can get an actor that kind of looks similar to uh, the famous person that you want, and then they use a series of just like hundreds, if not thousands, of pictures, and AI goes in there and picks the best angle to kind of uh, fudge it a little bit to make sure that's the best angle for the shot that you want. So it's kind of like a rudimentary, not rudimentary, it's like a, another form of motion tracking, but it's more of like an AI tracking thing. So okay. it's, definite, it's definitely cheaper. It's less man hours, which is why I think they did it that way. Hmm. So which is different than what they did with like Michael Douglas or... Um, Samuel Jackson. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, Kurt yeah, Russell. Samuel Jackson. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I said, I it, it stood out to me the first time I watched it, but I just was so in love with what was going on, I just accepted it, and now I've watched it like three or four times now, and I, it looks better to me every single time. But I, I could just be just, you know, projecting my own no, 1983 I, Mark Hamill on it. There's, no, there's a couple of cuts where I was like, okay, this this shot looks really good. But it was one of the shots where he just had like a, a still face and he wasn't talking or anything like that. He just gave like a meaningful look. And it's like, yeah, that looks great. As soon as he starts moving, uh, not so much. The one I notice is when he says, may the force be with you, his mouth, his yeah. mouth looks a little weird. That's the thing. If you can't get the mouth right, and uh, Superman will tell you, you can't get the mouth right, everything looks wrong. But anyway, besides nitpicking that, it was awesome. I can't believe they had the balls to oh, do it. Yeah, <laughs> that was amazing. I was afraid. I, I wanted it to happen because, I, like we said in the the Patreon episode, it, it makes sense for it to be Luke. Like it, this time frame, what you're looking for, a Jedi, there should only be one out there. I, the fact that there's more than one actually pisses me off. But the, there's one Jedi out there, an actual Jedi, not a force sensitive person. Like. Mm-hmm. It had to be him, and as much as I hate when the world gets small and everything, I think it worked out <laughs> beautifully. And uh, yeah, I, when that solo X-wing flew in, I was almost positive it was him, but I wasn't sure. Then once you saw the gloved hand, it was it was on, and uh, yeah, it was awesome. I mean, the whole episode was good, but that just you know make it that much better. And then with the nice scene with Yoda, Baby Yoda, wanting to see Mando's face for the first time, and all that, yeah. I was just added to it, gave it the heart that it needed, and. Yeah, it was great. And the Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> Fucking Jeevas Sage, I jumped out of my seat. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Oh, man. 
freaking Pip Fortuna. That was awesome. Oh my gosh. Oh, that fat bastard. That wasn't that wasn't the same actor, was it? I don't it, think so. I believe Maybe. it's the same actor that portrayed him in the Phantom Menace. Okay. Oh, right. Remember, he's like standing next to Jabba at the pod race. I believe it's that actor. I don't believe it's the Return of the Jedi. Actor. <laughs> Hundred pounds lighter too. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's trying to be uh, a hut. Oh yeah. Gangsters. <laughs> they eat very well. So, looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I, I think it was awesome, and I'm, I'm glad it's done, and I can't wait for next season or whatever other Star Wars show comes up. Oh yeah. As long as it's being controlled by Favra and Fellini. Fellini. Mm-hmm. When Jeff and you said it, it had to be Luke, I, I couldn't help but picture, like, from A League of Their Own, Marla Hooch. She's singing at the bar. It had to be Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. It had to be Luke. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That was, a, that was a long road to hoe for that one, but it really did <laughs> pop in it? my head. <laughs> Where's it? So, anything you want to add, Alex? I know you weren't able to join Scott and I in or anything. Any... Uh, no, that was it. Just a face thing. Everything else was amazing. Like, it's a freaking thrill ride. It's real ride. I was tearing up, like, at the end. It was awesome. I think yeah. I was happier to see R2 than I was to see Luke. I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was icing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it just yeah, it was everything I wanted to see in the sequels that we never got. And maybe it's fan service. And you can say I'm a simple mind. I don't care. It was is I, I would argue that any Star Wars moving forward is fan service. <laughs> sure. Hey, yeah. Like it can't it can't not be that at this point. I mean, it could be good. It could be entertaining. Like it, it just it, it's inherently fan service at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on from that, uh, the only other thing I've been watching Deadwood, like I mentioned before. I'm a few more episodes in, and uh, you know, it's not quite Star Wars, <laughs> but I, I really, I'm really liking it. Uh, like I said, subtitles have to come on, especially with some of these people. But uh, and to, how, part, how do you like all the pros, Jeff? The pros, meaning like the way that they talk. Yeah, they they swear a lot. They they do swear. Um. I, I like it. I just, I, I do think it's, I've, I'm never really offended. I'm not offended by it, but I think there is a little too much of the swearing and the cocksucker and motherfucking and. <laughs> well, I, I, meant, I meant more like. I know what you're getting yeah. at. I know what you're seeing. So I, that's been fine with me. I am more, I don't like the, the swearing as much. It gets a little old for me. Yeah. But the actual, the way they talk, I, I like it. De- definitely. This is definitely like HBO and it's, and it's like heyday. Of like this, this isn't network television, so we're gonna swear. <laughs> yeah, and we were talking about it um, over the weekend because I asked my dad, and he, my dad loves westerns. He never liked it because the language got too much for him. And he goes, oh, "Those words didn't even exist back then." <laughs> and then Annie had a good point where you're right, but they're just trying to shock you the way whatever words they were using would not be funny to us now. Like they wouldn't have the same impact and so that was her explanation for it, which makes sense i guess if you try to get the same impact of it and, the, and we don't speak the same you know we're in english 3.0 at this point or whatever like it wouldn't be if you're called rotten tootin panty knicker we just <laughs> laugh but whatever 
I don't know if that's the reason, but it was seemed like a good explanation to me. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I like I like that at least this first season. It's kind of, I would say, Owl Swearingen is the main guy, but not really. There's still a couple other people you can see where the story could go, like with Timmy, Timothy Oliphant's character, Seth. I think his name. I'm still learning everyone's names. But Bullock. Bullock. But is his first name Seth or no? Uh, it could be. It's been. I need to go back and watch those. Um, but yeah, and a very, very, very young Kristen Bell has just showed up. Um, so I was like, that long girl looks like Kristen Bell. It is. She's like probably fourteen in this episode. Dang, so. it's pre Veronica Mars. Yeah, mm-hmm. she is Veronica Venus. There you go. And with that, it's time to end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> abort, abort. <laughs> yeah, I can abort myself every once in a while. Tinky. Thanks for listening, everybody. Be excellent. Oh, wait. Merry out. Christmas. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy oh, yeah, we, yeah, you might not hear from us again after this episode. Until <laughs> Ever. <the day>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, no, I mean, we're recording this on the 21st. Oh, we started the 21st. Now it's the 22nd. So, yeah. yeah. Well, this is it. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy yep. New Millennia. Yep. Happy Life has, Day. Has, has had good holidays. We have more good holidays. Everybody stay safe. And again, be yes. asking yeah. each other. Yeah, stay home. Don't travel. Yeah, well, I'm sure we're all going to watch um, Wonder Woman before we come oh. back again. Before we reconvene. Oh, shit. Maybe that should right. just be our next episode. Yeah. I'm glad I thought of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We'll do that. Maybe. And yeah, but stay safe. See your loved ones if you can. If they're local, be safe. And uh, don't travel. They'll be there next year. Don't you know I'm local, I say. (laughs) And uh, the vaccine's out there, folks. Just just give it some time. But you gotta take it. Don't be weird. Patience. (laughs) Yeah. Don't be weird. Um, All right. I'm done preaching. Thanks for listening, everybody. Happy birthday. (laughs) Ho, ho, ho. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.